Who's that man in the mirror staring back at me? Green his hair, weary eyes, and bad. It sounds like he's talking to himself as he puts the question out there in an in your face kind of way. Who's that man in the mirror staring back at me? Who's that man in that reflection holding on to so much pain? Holding on to a single thread. Zaz done gone insane. This is the title tune from a recent CD by singer-songwriter Ed Randazzo, looking back over ten years of music making, selecting tunes to take us along on an exploration, a journey to answer that big question, who's that man in the mirror? And there are photos on the album cover and insert of Ed Randazzo reflected in mirrors, that underline the theme, but the answer to such a question, we'll find, isn't just through a limited view of himself in a mirror, but comes rather in and through his voice, the sounds he makes from the core of his being, making music as his whole body vibrates in a visceral way. Gotta pick yourself up, gotta get off the ground and hold your head way up. Get outside and sing your song. Sing it loud, sing it strong. Get outside and sing your song. So not only is the album a significant retrospective of Ed Randazzo's career, we get to know him in a deep and revealing way as he dives into often very emotional places, singing his own songs and songs for the ages by others, And in so doing, he takes us along. And returning to the mirror image, we might just catch a glimpse of ourselves in the mirror of his soul, certainly in the mirror of his songs, as we resonate with his rich and resonant voice. Ed Randazzo is a native of northeastern Pennsylvania who now lives in Erie. And as we'll learn, one of the things he's discovered in the course of putting together this album is that he's deeply rooted in the region. And his longtime friendships with musicians Brett Alexander and Tony Halchek, who worked with him closely on the recording. Ed Randazzo stopped in at the WBIA studios to talk with us about who's that man and about those important ties to this area. I think the big moment for me was in grade school that they have those year-end performances. And one performance in particular, it was 1986. I was in first grade at JFK Elementary in Exeter, Pennsylvania. And we were doing a staging of all of this wonderful music the Andrews sisters, Doris Day, Billie Holiday, and Glenn Miller, all of these songs. And the first song that I sang publicly on stage was Sentimental Journey in 1986 as a young man. Ed, did you always have this sense? Did people notice that you had this resonant voice, that this voice was to be reckoned with? Um, no, I, I didn't even know either. The The, the voice... It, it was uncovered pretty pretty late, I would say, maybe 99, 2000, so very, very late. I'm late to the party, you know. 
and once I discovered it, and once I discovered I could move people with it, I did some research and then started doing some work. Did you just find your way yourself? You know, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but it's true. I I just so much about being a musician. I think is listening. So I was very aware of the the sound and the sounds I was able to to make, and I, you know, I think naturally I take care of it because tomorrow it could go away, and I would be very sad, you know, because I've met a lot of people through through the songs, and so. You not only started to sing, but you also started to write? I, I did. I think way back into, you know, high school years, college years, I always wrote in the form of, you know, poetry and things like that. And always something with a rhyming scheme, a rhythm. So writing lyrics was, you know, a natural progression. But when did it come together that your Ed Randazzo singer-songwriter, I'm going to go out and perform? Well, introduce the wonderful Brett Alexander, who is um, native to Canton, Pennsylvania, I believe, and he resides in DuPont with his home studio, Saturation Acres. So the, the summer of 2008, I had just plainly reached out via email saying, I'd like to possibly do a project of traditional folk songs and, and uncover some of these old songs and reinterpret them. Would you have time? I really didn't know him in that way, and I was kind of intimidated, but I took a chance. He wrote back almost instantly and said, sure, let's let's get in and do some pre-production. And our friendship via the music was very, very swift. And before we knew it, I was recording my first official LP, which was 2009's See That My Grave Is Kept Clean. And then... You know, I just kept taking these sort of steps, these natural steps, and it was, oh, Ed Randazzo. All of a sudden, it wasn't just Ed, it was Ed Randazzo. Were you surprised? Were your family surprised suddenly that Ed's got a recording career going on sure, a performing? Sure, I There was, they had some fear because they always knew I was artistic and I, I wanted to be a part of the arts, and they were worried, well, how how would you make money? And every parent worries about their child. They want their child to do well. And your friends want you to do well. And so, you know, I, I remember my brother coming to a show and when I opened up for Alexis P. Suter um, in 2013 at the Jazz Cafe. And he said to me, oh, I get it. You're really good. You know, and it, it, was, a, it was a normal brother response. And, but he was in awe of, just how the crowd was taken by what was happening. So there was that moment, and it clicked. Is that the most important for you when you're performing before a crowd and you know you're connecting on that level? Sure. I, I think bringing, bringing the songs to, to a live space is so important because those folks, are they're, they're yearning for you to take them somewhere. And you take them, and they come. You know, they grab on and take, you know, take me with you, and you take them. But you're very vulnerable in that moment. If you're going to really let them do that, you're making yourself emotionally sure. vulnerable, aren't sure. you? And, and uh, you have to. I remember one of the very first times I stepped on, you know, a real stage and was starting to make money doing this. Brett's advice to me simply was, don't 
and I looked at him with, with a little bit of fear, thinking, is, "Is that all?" But I, I understand it. You know, find your in in those in those two simple words. There is find your footing, relax. Like all of that is in there. Do you identify with any style when somebody doesn't know you? What do you say? I enjoy the reaction because there really is no place to put my voice. If I if I had to, I would say roots rock because there's a little bit of every genre in there. And I am a bit of a mixed bag, and I'm I'm fine with that. That's exciting. 10 years is a nice amount of time. A decade is a nice time when you put together who's that man? What do these songs tell us about that man, Ed Randazzo? Well, th- The great thing about that title and that question is that 10 years later, I'm still asking the question. And other folks are asking it as well. Who is he now in 2019? And who will he become 10 years from now? So I I love that 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 is asking, who is he? Because we're always evolving. Tell us about the song. The song. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'd written it. it. It had come fairly quickly, as most songs do. They sort of come, and you have to grab them, little sparks, and you just grab them, and they come, and you sit with them. But Who's That Man was born out of a three-hour conversation on the telephone with a very dear female friend. I was at a point where I was sort of questioning, you know, in music, in life, in every aspect. I don't know if I know where I fit and who am I and what's going on. And I wasn't feeling all that wonderful about Ed. And it was, it was very dark. And I remember this hook coming and I had no intention of including my own name in the song, but the riff was so catchy and it just... It was something, and I, I kind of, you know, smiled and thought, well, that's that's neat. And I built the song on, on just my name and who is this person. But in listening to it back, we all have that moment in the mirror where we are questioning who we are. And, you know, our gray hair, the bags under our eyes, like, wow, I look rough, you know what I mean? It's as black as night now It's as black as sin Who's that man who hates his heart Who wants to jump out of his own skin How do you talk about where the darkness comes from? Well, I feel feel like that's sometimes where the brightest light is In the dark, you know? And, I mean, Erica, I'm never going to do a happy record. I'm just not going to. Brett is fine with that, and Tony's fine with that, and uh, I'm not going to let love distract me in any way. I will always uh, sort of be drawn to that, because I think to be able to dive under and explore that darkness, there's there's a braveness that happens, and a beauty. And sometimes you call a friend and say, I, I'm frightened. Will you come with me? And, you know, if that friend is a good friend, they'll come with you. So you invite them along. Well, who's that man? I ask you, who's that man? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Tell man us about your special guest. Holding on to so much pain. 
Alexis P. Suter is on the track with me as well, and she provides, she is the mirror talking back to me, saying, lift yourself up, get off the ground, wash your hair, wipe those eyes. So she is that that lift, and oh my gosh, isn't she? I mean, she is just fabulous. And she wants to do that in her own music for each of us, whether it be the gospel Alexis or the blues Alexis. And she brings everybody to tears with Let It Be, as we know in those performances. But she talks about, and she's been in that chair where you are, and it says heaps that she was willing to do that with you. Yeah, it it was having her in the studio with us. I was so overjoyed and so very excited that... I was sweating through my shirt, and her producer and writer, Miss Vicki Bell, they were all with us that day. Ray, Ray Rapone was with us, and Vicky was there. And at one point, Vicky leans over, and she says to me, are you all right? Because I was just sweating, and I just, I just said to Vicky, I cannot believe what's happening. And I remember Brett looking over and saying to me, wow, are you excited about this? This is a moment. And then echoing that, Tony Halchek took images of you and mirrors for the illustrations. Sure. You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to have it be so black and white. Oh, of course he's, you know, amongst all these mirrors. But I wanted a little touch of that to call to mind the title. But then, you know, Tony, in his infinite wisdom, I mean, he's such a renaissance man. I mean... A wonderful writer, well, first and foremost, a beautiful friend. And he's worked with me since day one, as well as Brett. So the three of us are very much a triad for these 10 years and will continue to be. I just said, here's here's what I would like to do, and he ran with it. You have a lot of music and songs to choose from, so what about this culling process? What did you do? I, initially, I toiled. I toiled over it because I I wanted it to be I wanted it to be special. And I grew up making mixtapes and mixed CDs and I always thought I was good at it. So I thought, wow, here's my chance to make a mixtape in a very big way. But I just I, again, I just listened. I listened to my own instincts. I listened to what Brett had to offer and I listened to fans that said, "Hey, for example, Wade in the Waters included. Fans had said, well, that should have been a single. And so it didn't get a lot of attention. And I feel like reintroducing it on here was a was a wise choice. And my impression in listening to it straight through is that I wouldn't have thought it was a compilation. It seems like it coheres. It seems like it's a whole concept and not cherry-picked. Great. Wonderful. That's, of course, what you wanted. Yeah. Well, I what I did want, I didn't want to do the, you know, by year and all of that. I mean, there's some beauty to that. You, you hear the growth immediately. What I what I wanted to do was create what it would be like in an Ed Randazzo set list for a concert. So you have the thunderous beginning and you have this wonderful sort of midpoint. Then you have the closing and you have the closing credits. I, I look at for example, Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door is included. That is very much the the ending. And then Ring Them Bells, which follows, is the closing credits of these 10 years. It's interesting because uh, when, it, when it was done and packaged, I thought to myself, 
especially with the LP, interestingly enough, both sides conclude with a song that is 10 years old. How about that? (laughs) And obviously when you do something like that and apply yourself and listen and say what works here and which ones do I want and how would it be, you have to be surprised. But what kinds of things did you forget about yourself or what did you discover? um, It's interesting when we listened back when Brett and Tony was also there in the final listening before we sent it off. The, the three of us were just kind of like, wow, all of these songs are so, so well done. And as you pointed out, very cohesive. It all works. And, you know, sometimes you don't get to achieve that if a song is recorded 10 years previous and then you're pairing it with newer things. Sometimes you have very different recording qualities. And that's a risk. And I felt like this was very, it just moved. What does Brett bring to that aspect of the recording process? I've always said that everyone should be so lucky to have a good editor in their back pocket. And that's the thing that Brett has been to me most, first and foremost, obviously a wonderful friend and peer. He sees me. It's like Ed Randazzo. The interesting thing about us working together is I don't play an instrument. So most of my melodies come via my voice. So Brett then has to adapt and sort of build underneath the voice. So it it takes us, as he says, in very many interesting directions sometimes. Ed, you have released a CD, but you also released the LP. Tell us about your desire to make sure you had an LP. Oh my gosh. The thing that's interesting about the LP that I love so much is so much of the cover choices that are here and the original material, so much of it sounds old and dusty. And so I love that there's a full circle moment happening with songs like the Bill Withers classic Grandma's Hands from 1971 and Nina Simone's Be My Husband. Those songs in particular, they were originally released on vinyl. So I love how they're on vinyl again by a contemporary artist such as myself. And so I'm paying respect to the recordings both sonically and on medium, which I'm proud of. You're really taking it in and making it your own and giving it back as a tribute, right? Sure. Absolutely, especially especially Nina Simone. I feel, you know, and I was I was late to discovering her her work. It was probably mid-90s that I discovered her, ironically through another singer-songwriter who I enjoyed. I heard his cover of Be My Husband, and I'm, I'm talking about Jeff Buckley. And so I, I appreciated that as a male singer-songwriter, he chose to take on a song like Be My Husband without changing the lyrics and honoring this woman. And so I felt like if I was going to take that song on, I had to also honor her that way as well um and music is that constant passenger and it's always pushed me to explore and especially just with the work that i've decided to take on these you know from way back on the first album these old traditional melodies and gospel recordings i i love to 
bring those songs out because it is it's our responsibility to keep them going because if they stop if they go away those melodies die you know and they're exquisite and you know it just breaks my heart so i want to keep them going and of course when you look back we also need to know that you're looking forward are you at work as we speak Sure. You know, before we had decided to do the collection, I was in pre-production to do a gospel album. And being that I was preparing to move to Erie, I felt as though, you know, making an album takes the better part of a year. So I, I felt like, well, that's quite selfish. And I'm I'm good with that. That's a very honest opinion about this work. And I felt as though it was time for me to focus on my new relationship and to be present in this relationship so the gospel record is it's it's whispering it's there and it will come um i i can't wait to have that as well but that's that's coming you are in erie now but there's a sense in which you won't leave northeastern pennsylvania right being that i moved from the area right after this had been released it it's a nice tie back for me and it's a nice reminder of the area and it becomes this then very much a love letter to all of you saying how grateful I am to be raised in northeastern and central Pennsylvania. You all sent me off then. So and I I just I love the people here and it's it's so I, I feel so honored to be able to walk into a room and for people to say to me, that's Ed Randazzo. And it it, it has nothing to do with narcissistic tendencies. It's just this realization that I've affected or my music has affected this area. And that is the best gift of all. Who's that man in the mirror staring back at me? That's Ed Randazzo, award-winning singer-songwriter from the Wyoming Valley here in northeastern Pennsylvania, now a resident of Erie, speaking with us about his music and his recent album titled Who's That Man? Collected songs 2008 through 2018, recorded at Saturation Acres by Brett Alexander in DuPont with Devil's Trill, recorded by Tony Halchek in Mountaintop. The album has been released as a CD and as an LP and for information on the web, edrandazzomusic.com edrandazzomusic.com R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-O Who's That Man? Collected Songs 2008 through 2018 featuring Ed Randazzo. For more information, edrandazzomusic.com edrandazzomusic.com Let's sing, Eddie Gotta pick yourself up Gotta get off the ground and hold your head way up Get outside and sing your song. Sing it loud. Get outside and sing your song. It's time. It's time. So many arts groups are reopening, and we are hearing this conversation with Ed Randazzo in anticipation of his performance tonight with Brett Alexander, whom he spoke so highly of, his longtime musical associate. They will be at the Listening Room in Bloomsburg as part of the Exchange Listening Room series. They will perform together on stage, and it will be streaming live online, Facebook Live. 
this evening at 7. It's free. They're not ready to open the doors quite yet, so this is uh, beginning, but they will have that electricity of not having to be in one end of the state and the other performing by Zoom trying to get the sense of what it means to play together, even though they know themselves as performers so well. Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander, free. It's a live performance from Bloomsburg, the Listening Room series opening up again at the Exchange Gallery, and that's in Bloomsburg. So if you need information, you can check exchangearts.org, exchangearts.org. The Listening Room, this evening at 7, with Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander performing live, online, Facebook Live, and it's at 7 and it's free, exchangearts.org, exchangearts.org. He wants to get outside and see.